Hello and welcome to the Big Vibe with Tev and Ty. I'm Tev, um, full name Tevin. Also a like Tyler, we are natives of South Africa who have mm-hmm. ventured globally to pursue and see if the grass is greener on the other side, as they say. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I'm I'm Ty or Tyler, as you can see there. Um, yeah, I had the idea to just start this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Every second person seems to be starting a podcast, so yeah. why not join in on that? But uh, <laughs> Jump no. <laughs> so now I, I thought it would be cool to start this kind of thing. Um, actually, the first episode is titled uh, East Meets West, but from the South, um, because I'm currently living in Thailand, which is obviously far in the southeast of the world, with Tev living in the UK, which we consider to be the West, Western yeah. part of the world, you know? Yeah. And then from the South, obviously, because we are both from South Africa. So brand new. First, first episode, all mic'd up. We go. As you welcome, can see. welcome to it. Uh-huh. Welcome <laughs> to it, and we didn't play around. Eh? We weren't here with like man. This Apple is official. This in. is real. This is real. We're yeah. not on, on our, our phones, so no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Tev has an excuse. He's in the in the sound engineering game, or uh, more in the multimedia game. So I mean, I'm just eager. That's all. That's my excuse. Um, Do you see having a the links we're going to for you guys? This is what for this you. Is all for you guys, man. This is all for you guys. So, and yeah. hopefully the quality quality sounding good. And um, yeah, so generally, what the plan is with this podcast is that we're gonna break it up into some sections um, that we want to talk about from just around the world. With the in no particular order, we're gonna speak a little bit about sport. We're gonna speak a little bit about. Uh, news from around the world that can be like relative news or relevant news at that time uh or it can just be a cool story that one of us has come across that we think is uh discussion worthy we're gonna speak a little bit about um what else is there we're gonna speak about relationships a little bit both of us very key yeah just share exactly um some of the learnings we've both had uh we're both newly married and what life is like for yeah, the, the married yeah. world. Um, yeah, kind of young if, and married. Exactly. And if it um, changes perspective, if it adapts your perspective somewhat in your day-to-day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really just talk about topics that are of interest to us. And yep. all the discussion around it, man. We're just here to chat. You're here to gain insights. You're here to learn, grow. That's it. That's ultimately what we want to try and achieve from this. Exactly. And I think the final section that we'll talk a little bit about is... Um, being an immigrant or, or living in our respective countries, what we've learned. Um, but, you know, this podcast is really at its um, really at its conception right now. So who knows where we go from here? Who knows where this where this journey takes us? And, uh, yeah, we, we hope that you guys uh, enjoyed the ting, um, especially now in the beginning will be our friends listening. So for sure Thanks we need all. some feedback. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. really going to need some feedback and some help. Um, I'm hoping to get something in the background at some point. Uh, yeah, so I think let's let's run straight into it. So I think um, it, w- it we would be amiss to not talk a little bit about uh, the passing of Queen Elizabeth, um, which happened 9th, 9th of September, I believe it was on Friday. Um, and I think there's a little bit there's a little bit to to unpack there. I think the first thing I wanted to ask you, Tev, you being yep. in the UK, right? Um, what's the vibe? What's the vibe like there? 
Oh, it's somber, man. It really is somber. Um, I think that's across the whole of the UK. Um, obviously, there's a lot more activity happening down in the capital. So London, everyone's kind of flocking towards Buckingham Palace. People have bought mm -hmm. flowers to lay at the grounds, the entrance of Buckingham Palace. Uh, I think uh, you almost get used to saying King Charles as opposed to Prince Charles these days. <laughs> uh, so King Charles did a round... Um, Outside Buckingham Palace, we went to go and I give thanks to everyone in attendance for their support and kind of encouragement during this tough time. Um, but Megan, yeah, Megan's there, right? Megan's Megan. there. Megan's there. Uh, Harry's there. Megan, um, Harry. I think the Queen's daughter, Anne, I believe her name is, she's there. Okay. I just obviously haven't seen Prince Andrew for reasons. Quite um, obvious reasons, I believe. There yeah. we go. Um, but yeah, the... The countries, I'd say majority of the country is in a big, somber state. Um, here in our town, we're about a stone's throw out of Nottingham. And a lot of the yeah. older generation is here. So people who have either been, they've served the country. So if they were in the military, they've had, some of them have had occasions where they've actually met the Queen. Um, wow once or twice and said, wow, what a lovely woman she is. So Yeah, um, there's been heaps of stories coming out yes, about her. Yes, about how her ruling was very um, diplomatic. She was always served with grace and panache and mm -hmm. how she was this rebel of a, of a woman. So, yeah, we've actually seen a lot more activity around here. Um, being a small town is a big focus on churches and um, okay. faith here. So... We have a lot more people going into churches to light candles, leave it at the front of the church. They have yeah, yeah. daily prayer gatherings, um, I'd say. So, okay. yeah, people are still in disbelief, actually, I'd say. Is a little bit the, shook. The a little yeah, bit shook, like, yeah. They weren't expecting it as quickly as it happened. I think they heard the news mm. on Thursday, late Thursday evening that she well, was I mean, unwell and then moving to board. Up to uh, Balmoral. Balmoral. Well, yeah, I think it also was a bit of a shock because on Tuesday she actually was her last media media sighting or whatever was when she was uh, congratulating uh, the, the new, new prime minister. PM. Yeah. So it is quite sudden, and I think although a 96 year old passing in in context isn't yeah. like that unheard of, I think because she was seen. Um, Quite recently, I think that's uh, probably playing a part. But uh, actually follows up the next question that I wanted to ask you. Mm. Um, prior to this, I'm not so sure like what your engagement's been like with people. But like, what is the general attitude towards the monarchy as a whole? Is there even anything that you could comment on in that regard? Or is it not really a thing that's spoken about generally? From the people that I've interacted with this side, um, you, you, you definitely get two sides. You get the, the royalists and then you get... I don't even know what to, what to term them, but the people who not don't necessarily... Not quite anti-royalist, but yeah. Yeah, you're not anti-royal, you just... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not as invested, I'd say. And yeah. those who are, they regard her as someone that has given so much of her life to this country. She's seen yeah, sure. as a marvel. She's mm. someone that um, chose to take up the mantle as queen and did so with a smile on her face as there was no complaints, there was no begrudging of her being placed or given this authority 
yeah. that you then had to yeah. see through for um, 70 years. Yeah. And on the other hand, you have people who can't quite understand the, the need for monarchs and how it is that she's seen in such a, a glamorous light when she didn't necessarily have to work for it. It was no dedication from when she was an infant to pursue yes. a career as, as a monarch, as a leader. It was thrust upon her and she's enjoyed the benefits of it thus far. Her family. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's interesting to see how strong uh, people are from both sides. I, mm, I, of course I'm, Someone that hasn't grown up with a monarch as um, our leader. Same so here, obviously. obviously I, I can't yeah. really relate to the to the royalists. So um, yeah. this time it's been quite interesting to get some insight as to yeah, what it for is sure. that makes people so... Or gives people such a big buy-in to what yeah, yeah. the royalists do. I mean, you have yeah. accounts, you have channels, you have um, podcasts, you have so many different kinds of media that follow every walking day of the royalists if yes yes, yes, gone to blow her nose if um camilla has (laughs) chosen to have a lemon meringue as opposed to a black forest yeah you'll know about it it's insane just how much time and dedication is given to people who yeah aren't really from what i've experienced doing much well that's that's kind of my ignorance as um Someone who hasn't grown up. In so maybe we just the, don't understand the significance of it. Right? Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And yourself, I mean, as someone so, that's seeing it from um, abroad, what, what's your take on firstly well, the monarchs and what impact the queen has played? So actually there is something, uh, it, follows, it follows up with the question that I want to ask you, which will lead into a little bit of our opinions. But in, in uh, Thailand, there's also a monarchy, right? Um, it's yeah. also a... What do they call it? A constitutional monarchy, right? So there's a uh, there is a prime minister, etc., that actually does the day-to-day running of the country, but then there is the the royal family, right? That's there. And um, actually, last year and a little bit li- this year, there's been protests, um, and it's the same thing in England. It's um, there's been there's royalists, and um, again, don't want to call it anti-royalist, but you know, there's people that are against yeah. monarchies uh, for the same thing, right? It's similar reasons like that you kind of get to, especially in this day and age where it's not even your responsibility to run the country anymore. You are in this position of power purely because of how you're born, right? Yeah. Uh, or the family you're born into. So from what I can see on from the outside world, um, you know, and again, we've exp- I've experienced it to a small extent here in Thailand with the, with the monarchy. It's... um. Obviously, a lot of uh, outpouring has gone towards Queen Elizabeth, and you know, it's you know, um, Katya actually said it's it's like literally like a piece of history has died because she's lived for through so many different um, times and you yeah. know everything. And that actually brings me into the next question, kind of that I wanted to ask you. Um, so, my thing, is, my question is that. Do you actually believe that there's space for monarchies in 2022, right? Should we, should we be born into leadership? Like, how do, you, how do we navigate this kind of thing? So, so here's my follow-up question because I yeah. read an article, CNN, in Nigeria, how they are – they publicly said – and also the Economic Freedom Fighters in South Africa yes, released a public statement. statement. Yeah. 
Yeah, saying something along the lines of we won't mourn her death because she she and her uh, well she represents a time of colonialism um and you know there's pictures of her in Nigeria all those years ago uh meeting her what was called her personal royal guard etc um and she lived through um big parts of you know colonialism now I'm not blaming queen elizabeth for colonialism right that that would be absolutely ridiculous but my question is basically do how do you feel do you think that there's actually space for monarchies like this idea of being born into leadership born in and not just leadership we're talking big right like even in thailand the 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 yeah. thai monarchy is one of the richest in the world like how how do you justify or how do you feel about that just in general i actually don't know how it is justified i don't yeah i don't, I don't see the the need for it um i believe um so a prime example is in um South Africa and Southern Africa, we obviously have different tribes and each tribe might have a, a king or a monarch. So if you had, take a look at the king, kingdom of the Zulus, they have a leader yeah. or Zululand. They have um, a chief one in Swaziland as well. And yeah. their running makes sense in context to their, um, their region. So people yeah. of Zululand who are Zulu follow their monarch that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah i don't understand the relevance so in that it's so cosmopolitan and it it doesn't really translate yeah that, into like the new age sense. into like the new age exactly. or, or being a, a 21st century precise country I, I don't think okay. it yeah i think we've moved beyond the time Okay. That's necessary with kings and queens and monarchs. Um, yeah. I actually wanted to comment on the, the Nigerian piece that you saw, because I saw a few things on Twitter, um, especially from Southern African countries, how um, I think it was the BBC ran a video story that spoke to the relationship between the queen and African nations. And someone yes. came out saying, it's not how are you rebranding colonialism as a long-standing relationship. So essentially yeah, some video yeah. would talk about all her expeditions to these countries whilst they were um supposedly going through a lot of um oppression and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. internal conflict that had apparently nothing to do with any of the long-lasting effects from um being colonized and yes. there was just so much outroar yeah. uproar yeah. from yeah, social media. Yeah. I saw from the likes of pretty much everyone uh, from the African continent as well as the Irish who, who went completely left field with yeah, the yeah. reaction. You had people tap dancing on the road that led up to Buckingham Palace, almost celebrating her, her passing. Um, you had oh, wow. chants okay. from Irish football games. Um, there was a chant saying Lizzie's in a box. It was, oh, wow. yeah, it was insane. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, of, but yo. <laughs> you know, the kind of reaction that uh, we were seeing from people. And I think one of the um, ex-footballers who's on a radio show called Talk Sport, yeah, um, yeah. name is Trevor Sinclair, and he came out with a tweet saying, look, be for so many um, decades, the Queen wasn't opposed to any kind of uh, discrimination, racism that was taking place 
well, not just specifically the queen, but the monarchy. Yes, just weren't who she represented. Very, yeah, yeah, exactly. weren't very outspoken about all the racial um, injustices that we're seeing in the UK. So why should yeah. we mourn her? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that sparked major outcry from all the followers and listeners of the show. And he's had to be temporarily suspended, even though it's... Um, did he apologize or did he have to, did he he have to apologize he or didn't. anything? Okay. Um, well, big ups Talk to him for keeping him to, his... Yeah, he was clinging to his truth. And yeah. um, as a result of that, yeah, he's, I think, been temporarily suspended from that particular... From agency okay yeah well look i think we can kind of wrap it up just by saying like uh you know rest in peace lizzie's in the box no i'm joking i'm joking but rest in peace like um and i mean it's a controversial topic that it's it's interesting and it will be uh interesting to see what happens now um with uh king george and uh, yeah. i actually wanted, was wondering how long until they change the anthem like if they sing that anthem now is it immediately god save the king they oh. actually have already um, done a rendition of God Save the King. Um, so it's done now, it's already? Yesterday or the day before already. Uh, once they had okay. a service at St. Paul's Cathedral, they okay. closed off the um, memorial with a rendition of God Save the King. And funny okay. enough, something that I didn't know is that when it comes to the banknotes and the money, it currently yeah. has the Queen as she was... Um, present on the throne and that has to be changed now to king george in the coming oh. weeks and months so okay so any new any new overall. money that gets printed yeah. okay complete overall wow. so it's going to be him on the coins the stamps and the, the banknotes okay wow super interesting. interesting well i actually man. think that that rolls nicely into the next topic right so we know that um both of us passionate premier league fans yeah. you can see in the background of tevin's uh, screen if you if you're watching on youtube you can see there he's got a man city shirt signed by gabriel jesus possibly one of the greatest players to ever grace that club of his Oof. now Oof. playing at a different club uh, no i'm joking time to get um, legends, eh? it's about time <laughs> <laughs> but i actually wanted to say so now there's been a bit of a knock-on effect uh, just quickly yeah. before we talk a bit deeper do you think that it was right to postpone the games i heard a few um i read a few tweets that were like so two from two sides, like on the one hand, in respect, et cetera, et cetera. But on the other hand, it's like, what about all the people that have paid for uh, hotels, travel, uh, people that's livelihood actually depends on football? And secondly, another guy was like, you know, how better to, to give her respect? Like you would mm. probably hear the, the anthem being sang in like a way that you've never heard it before, right? It's it would probably be an action opportunity. Yeah. So what do you? what's your quick opinion on on um canceling the games for the weekend i know it sucks for me who wants to watch other leagues right but <laughs> other than that i mean what's your opinion i th I thought there was a better means of doing it um and more so because the government had put out a statement saying look you can go through with your current programming for your uh, respective sports it's all up to you so we're saying Balls in your court, you guys make your the decision, decision your but we're decision. not holding okay. you guys liable, we're not dictating anything, mm -hmm. it's up to you guys to make a decision what you want to do. Um, yeah. I believe horse racing, rugby, I think there was another sport involved that continued as went ahead. Okay. Yeah, and the Premier League then decided, and not just the Premier League, the FA, so all footballing, 
All that's football, yes, I saw that. Premier that. League, that's Championship, the various yeah. leagues, that's male, female yeah. academy as well. All of them yeah. came to a halt and postponed this week's fixtures, um, which I couldn't understand because, like you said, there's so many people who live off games happening. So yeah. be it the stewards, be it um, the casual workers, restaurants, Yes, accommodations, everything, yeah. yeah, transport yeah. partners, etc. And I mean, we were supposed to go through to the game yesterday um, in Manchester. That obviously didn't happen. Thankfully, yeah. we hadn't booked accommodation because I don't know if we would have actually got a refund tickets? for that. Uh, tickets still remain just moved. Active. Just, just moved. moved okay. The new, the new date would okay. be. So that is and I mean, surprising. also just just on a logistical point of view. I mean, yeah. with the World Cup this year, right? The fixtures are already just, condensed now. Exactly. Now so, it's like, when are we going to play this match? Exactly, because this week got postponed. Next week is going to be the funeral. So there's another postponement there. And then I believe there's a two-week international break. So you're next weekend again. Weeks. No prem. No prem no next prem, weekend again. it's going to be the, the weekend of the funeral. Oh, man. So it's that sucks. Three to four successive weekends without Premier League. I wonder if Europa and places. Champions League continues this week. Um, I I'm think sure they've made a decision to continue as per normal. Okay. But like really something. the FA that decided. And there, there's so many other ways in which they could have honoured her. Like you said, yeah. the rendition of the anthem being sung yes. out by extremely passionate people. People who yeah. love the sports. People who believe yeah. that the best... Um, dedication or testimony to her would be to go out, fill the stadiums, let everyone yeah. to see how British people can rile together in honor of um, the marvel that was yeah. Queen Elizabeth. And I mean, okay. nearly every time you have, okay, obviously it's not a death of this um, significance, but the armband, the minute silence, yeah, the, the, the norm, the, the, you can communicate. Yeah. Um, respect for someone i would have family. understood i would have understood on the weekend of the yeah. funeral that would have been yeah. a bit different you know but i actually think they missed a golden opportunity here with um with uh being able to uh i guess just speak i mean just give it give a chance you know to um you know and the queen was a gooner she supported arsenal i don't know, <laughs> yeah, if, you, I don't know if you know that she she was an <laughs> arsenal fan so apparently the only yeah. team to have ever had tea with the queen so yeah, yeah so you know that so another thing to put in the the cabinet of elite next to our achievements next to next yeah, to the that, gold that premier league trophy premier league so, so yeah. let's quick um let's do a quick fire right so i so want to talk quickly about league, yeah. yeah there's no uh matches to talk about right now um so let's do a quick fire right we don't want to take too long to do this yeah. so five matches in five mm -hmm. five six matches in six six, six, six matches, matches game in. six matches in Europa and uh, well, I talk about Champions Europa because it's relevant to me. But Champions League, <laughs> it's a Tuesday go. And Tuesday and Wednesday night football uh, is also underway. Yeah, so that's yeah, the, that small <laughs> tournament, that small tournament that happens. Um, let's quickly chat transfer window. A quick, quick fire. We'll do Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, Man City. I don't know if there's anyone else you want to add into that. Just a quick Maybe out of ten rating. Ad hoc about yeah. transfers in Europe. Um, so yeah. kicking off Arsenal, Jesus got in, they got Vieira in, they got Zinchenko in. I think Jesus is a great addition. Uh, yep. I find it very interesting that uh, he's chosen to be a full-on out-and-out number nine, whereas at City, he 
spoke to Bip, whether it was his words or whether it was just uh, media talk, that he had preference to play out wide at the wing because that's where he initially started with Palmeiras and sometimes also does the same thing for the national team. But great addition. I think he brings an element that Arsenal were missing up front, especially regarding his aggressive um, pressing nature. That just lifts Different gravy. So I think Martinelli's been... um, Yeah. Someone influences hugely from this. Um, yeah, so they have a good thing going there at Arsenal. Uh, still top of the table, so credit to you boys. Haaland, I think, was the missing piece of City. I think it was a brilliant piece of business, especially for the figure that they got him in at. I was yep. expecting crazy. at least crazy. 150 in this day and age. For but aren't there, has, there, were, there were a bunch of hidden fees, weren't there? Not hidden, but like agents fees, all that kind of stuff. And... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I and could then be it's wrong. it's all the the add-ons that could result in it being um, something a lot higher than what was initially the initial. Either way, thing. yeah. No matter how you look at it, great, great business. business already great business. hit the ground running. I think mm. it's got 10 both tournaments, eleven goals. Yeah, already in ten goals in the Premier League after. Yep. Six matches, six which matches. is ridiculous. I think you came up with, uh, or you heard the the stat of. But yeah, that if by the end of the season, if he continues. if he continues on this in this vein, he's looking like sixty three goals just in the Premier League alone. Yeah, um, golden boot is there. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, um, I, bar bar a big injury, which I even as an opposition fan, I I never, I don't, you don't want to see that because it's just generational. Watching him play is yeah. just generational. It's something else. Um, you know, and it's a. Uh, Gabriel Jesus did the right thing by leaving. Uh, people so. say he should have. He should have fought. fought for yeah, people. everyone's happy. They say he should have yeah. fought for his position, but I mean, not mm, doesn't seem realistic. Doesn't seem. Yeah, uh, when you get re- someone that's a different, is a different level, and that's no um, shade to Jesus, but Harlem yeah. is a different because Jesus is still brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, then, then, who else? Did uh, you get? Alvarez it's... got Alvarez from River Plate. Plays out wide, similar energy, but a mold to Jesus. Uh, we got there was Calvin Phillips, there was um, Ortega from the Bundesliga, who's the second goalkeeper as well. Akanji, Akanji, yes, who's the Akanji. CB cover as um, Laporte. Okay. Stones tend to be good signings. I think City, yeah, I think. City will. I mean, while we're talking about each team, let's just say where we think they're going to finish. In the yeah, Prem, I'd say City, top. I'd say yeah. Arsenal, I'd be really stoked with second, but I really actually think we in uh, we have a good shot for third. I'm going to say third. I think we finish third. Are you um, going to put Liverpool at second? I don't know. There's, I'd still think they finish second, but oof, this has been a, a very, very slow start. To yeah. Season for well, I mean, we can quickly chat about their... their, um, their Transfer season, their transfer time. So Arthur Mello, random like body on the field, not random yeah. body on the field kind Cover. of player. Yeah, Darwin Nunez. Um, I think he could be Lots quite good. To, yeah. So there's, I don't it's know if he was worth that number, but but the transfer league seems a bit broken in terms mm. of like um, fees that people Inflated are paying. Fees, so yeah. that Fabio Cavallo looks pretty decent, um, young prospect. Is there anyone else that they signed? Anyone notable? Uh, I think that's I don't think so. pretty much it, eh? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they. I think they're gonna they battling without money. Uh, second, yeah, I think they could finish second. Um, 
unless it's someone that like random, like if it's City, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, something like that, wouldn't shock me too much to be honest. Mm. That top four, because uh, Spurs are good. Uh, I don't know if they're better than Arsenal. I think we play better football, but I have a sneaky feeling they'll just get results. Yeah, they. You know they what have I'm saying? The the coach that. From a defensive point of view, he knows how to set up teams, especially yeah. um, when it comes to the, the big traditional big six. He generally yeah. tends to get results there, um, whether yeah. it's a draw or a win, but Conte knows how to grind out results. Thoughts on the big shakeup at Chelsea? So obviously, Tuchel got sacked, Potter got the appointment. Thoughts yeah, so initially, initially I thought um, that... If I was Potter, I wouldn't take the job. But then I stopped and I actually just thought about it for a second. I think he's actually, he's destined for great things if he continues the way he's going. Um, I think he's a very good manager. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a difficult job to take on, but I think it's the right move for him in his career. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, I've seen some reports of people saying that he should have just waited until the end of the season and he inevitably would have gotten another big offer. But you got to strike while the iron's hot, right? So um, I think, to be honest, I think they're super harsh on Tuchel um, because after everything that's happened, he took over from Lampard when it was a very unstable time. Um, just within the club, managed yeah. to win the Champions League, which is phenomenal. We all know. I mean, as a City fan, you know what that must mean, even though mm. it was at your expense. But, yeah. you know, it was a huge thing. And then with everything that was going on last season with uh, Abramovich and all that, he was such a good ambassador. I think he kept that club together. And yeah. I think it was a little bit hard. Uh, he hasn't been getting the results this season, let's be honest. But I think it was harsh. I think it was very harsh to sack him, to be honest with you. I think Graham yeah. Potter's a really good replacement. I think Chelsea are going to continue. They'll, I think they'll sort it out. Whatever's going on here, they'll sort it out. They'll be okay. What about you? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a bit premature given that they had just given Tuchel the, the club's purse and said, look, get the players in that you want. He literally just got the players, played one game with them and then gotten fired. So yeah, I don't know structurally if all of the incomings work for the next manager. Um, I also think the hard thing I'd say that um, Potter has to manage now is the fact that he doesn't have as much time to get everything done. Because yeah, Chelsea, yeah. as successful as you are as a manager, it's your last game that determines whether or not you have a job. I mean, if you look mm. back at Di Matteo, won the Champions League, I think a few games into the next season got yes. fi- fired. Um, So Potter just has to know that he's not going to get the luxury of time as what he would at Brighton to get things set in order. But I think he's got the the characteristics of a great manager. He's got good ideals and he's got great man management. Um, I saw a video. Which Chelsea could use. I think with Sky. Yeah. He's got a master's in, I think it's called people economics. Or something uh, I saw, I, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. I yeah. saw that, and I actually I believe that there's a lot of, there's a lot of players that I think uh, could benefit from that kind of management. I think I don't know. Um, you said you watched the Arsenal All or Nothing. Um, yes, the, that the and show. And what was yeah. really interesting was you see, there's that young Spanish guy. I don't know what his name. I forgot his name, but. There's a young Spanish guy there that also works one-on-one with the players. Um, he spoke to yes. uh, Saka shortly Saka. after the... Yeah, and uh, I think he has a meeting with... 
There's a few Smith meetings and little Rowe. Smith oh. Rowe maybe. Oh, Eddie and Ketia <clears throat> as well. He has a meeting with yes. Eddie and Ketia. But there's all these like little things where you really see that like little personal interaction. And if you're getting and Arteta seems to do it as well as yeah. you know, and that's really cool that uh, Graham Potter. I think he's a good manager signing for Chelsea. Um, but last one, United feelings this season. Uh, they've they've turned things around slightly, uh, so I give them credit there. Shocking start, um, but with I think players buying into the Ten Hag philosophy, him getting yeah. them to play a certain kind of football, um, it really works for them. They are, I would um, define them as a, a very good counter-attacking team. Yeah, I think playing to their strengths, they generally tend to get results. It's once they come up against opposition who are very um low block like exactly. a absorbing kind of team yes exactly that's where they're running that will be, yeah. uh, transfer wise okay business call it a probably a six out of ten casemiro was very shocked at that but i assume that you know once you've won everything in the game at a club level and they offer you and man united offers they offer you a huge contract you, bank, you may as well you exactly, may as well go, go bank it, it yeah. so why not He's so a great signing for them, exactly what they needed. Um, Anthony, Anthony was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, I thought they would have gone for a number nine. I don't think mm-hmm. they have a lot of depth in that department, but Anthony scored on debut and he seems to have a lot of potential in the league. Maybe yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. him riding on the success that he had at Ajax. Um, although I see similar comparisons in my mind, him and Ziyech, where... Ziyech was phenomenal for Ajax in that yeah. respective league. And once he came here, he didn't quite have the same impact. Great um, player, but I don't know if, if he yeah. does as well here as what he would um, elsewhere. Um, who else did they get in? They got... The left-back, Malasia. Yeah. Seems good. Seems he pretty seems good. So on toast a few Lissandro, times, yeah. Saka was having a little bit. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he's I, a good player. He's finished, a good player. I see them finishing... Season. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how their their season shakes out a little bit. Um, you know, prior to this, when we were speaking last week, you know, it was like, oh, they turned things around, but then they went and they lost to uh, Sociedad at home. Mm, you know, not a not a great fixture for them, uh, not a great result, I should say. Um, so, yeah, it will really be interesting to see um, how they how their season shakes out. So, I think just a a quick. Top four and the relegations for me. Top four is gonna have to be City is gonna win it. Second place, I don't. I, let me let me be bold. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say City, and I'm, then I'm gonna say just because my heart is telling me I'm gonna say City, <laughs> Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea. Ooh. that's my top top Ooh. four. No, Liverpool, Liverpool. Ooh. Five Chelsea, six United. That's my top six. Okay, my relegations. Bold. Yeah, may as well go bold, right? Uh, relegation contenders this season. I think uh, Nottingham goes down again. Uh, I think Leicester may be in a lot of trouble this season. I think they're going to go down. And who else is there? Bournemouth, I suppose. I think Fulham will survive. Yeah, Bournemouth. Maybe someone shocking like Villa, but I actually don't think so. Uh, mm. Yeah, I would say Bournemouth. Forest, Leicester going down. Hit me. Your top. Yeah, you can I'd give say, me top six. 
Oof. Okay, tops. I'll start with relegation. Exact same as yours. Relegation. I think okay. I think you've actually got it in the right order as well. I think Leicester actually finish bottom. Okay. Shockingly. Stone last. I, I Stone last. Yo, yo, man. Rogers is going to get the sack within the month. Uh, okay. I think that's that's the nature of it. Uh, we'll see what happens with Everton. Maybe. Uh, top six, City win it. Um, man, I don't know what's Liverpool anymore. I'll say City win it. Spurs second. Arsenal. It's a tough one. City first, Spurs second, Liverpool third, Arsenal fourth. United five, Chelsea six. United five, Chelsea six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Champions League, I'm just going to put my four that I think are going to be in semis. I know there's quite mm. a few other teams that we didn't touch on with tra- um, transfers, but we can also um, we'll get onto that. To we them. can even do a, a separate show or segment to that. Let's speak yeah. to that. Um, Semi-finalists, City, Bayern, PSG, and Madrid. Okay, City, Bayern, PSG, Madrid. And overall yeah. winners? I'm going to just... I'm all, yeah, it's the big vibe. We're going to be bold. Yeah, I'm going to say City. I'm going to say City win it. Vibing, we're vibing beat, out here. City beats Madrid 1-0 in the final. City beats Madrid 1-0. Okay, I'd say... Of all those teams, you probably, I think, um, Madrid is probably the team. Oh, that's actually difficult to say. I wouldn't want to face Bayern in a once-off match. Uh, mm. But then again, I wouldn't want to face PSG. I, actually, I wouldn't want to face any of those four. And maybe it's my, as an Arsenal fan, I forgot what it feels like to be against those teams. <laughs> I don't, and I have some post, post-traumatic stress oof, from, from what oof, Bayern has Bayern done to us in the days, past. Eh? It's, hey, it's, hey, it's hurt us before. So <laughs> Okay. AFTV. So no, I think I agree with you. I'm gonna say I think City wins it overall. I don't can't really predict. You know how it shakes out, like yeah. going to the finals and stuff. But I would say that's a good prediction for the four that will be in the semi-finals. And I think I do think City has the legs. And I think Pep's focus really is gonna be on um, the Champions yeah, League Champions this season. League. Yeah, I really do think so. His future's still a bit undecided at the moment, but that's uh... yeah. Chat for yeah, another, but... another day. So yeah, so, and then yeah. obviously it's a, a World Cup year. So mm-hmm. not only does this postponement of league games here kind of have to shuffle the pack in terms of yeah. fixtures um, before the the World Cup hits, um, but give me a quick prediction for World Cup who does well. Okay, so give me winner, overachiever, underachiever. You do those three. Okay, winner, overachiever, underachiever. Winner, yeah. Brazil. For me, I think Brazil is going to be the the winner of the of the tournament. I think overachiever. I'm going to say, and this is going to sound a bit weird, but I'm going to say Germany. And the reason I say overachiever is because I feel as if they haven't been present on the world stage for quite some time, and I think that they're mm-hmm. going to have a good World Cup. But I I don't think that they are going to. I don't think they're going to win it. But I I call them overachievers in the sense of I think they're going to. They're going to have that stability. And there's not a lot of big names from Germany that we actually think of right now, um, if you really want to think. So I'm going to call them my overachievers. And underachievers, I'm going to say, it's going to sound weird as well, but I'm going to say Croatia. Because I think 
I think they're a decent team, but I think that there's a lot of high expectations of them because mm-hmm. of of the Euros and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I would say either Croatia or England, although I think England might be, I don't know if you want to call them dark horses, but I want to say, let me just stick to it and just say Croatia are going to be my underachievers. I think they've yeah. set such a high standard from what we expect of them, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to reach that in yeah. the World Cup. How about you? Um, are, are the Dutch in the World Cup? Actually, I'm not actually sure. Uh, winners. Uh, oof, I don't know. Yes, the Dutch, the Dutch are. The Dutch are. So I'd say Dutch would be our underachievers in the World okay. Cup. Okay. Purely because they haven't been on the stage for a while and I think that comes with a lot of niggles especially in the first few um, group games um, and I don't know if that then has an effect on them in the in the knockout phases um, yep. overall winners I don't know if we're gonna see back-to-back winners I doubt it so I can't say France I'll say I mean you could predict that if you wanted to ooh, ooh, uh, nah. Nah, I don't think. I think. Is it uh, coming home? See. <sighs> is it though? There's there's something missing there. There's something missing there. I'm gonna be. You know what? I'm gonna say, they are going to be, the overachievers. England in the World Cup. England okay. will be the overachievers. Yeah, I think England are gonna be overachievers, and the winners. Yeah. Let me wrap this up. The winners are going to be Argentina. Argentina. Wow. Wow. Okay. The big vibe. We're going big. That's for sure. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, Okay. Okay. So normally, normally we say that we have all the segments that we mentioned at the beginning. I think we've kind of covered um, being an immigrant. Both of us have spoken a little bit about that. So I think we can leave it at leave that section out just for today. What I'm thinking is, let's do the last segment for the show. Let's do sharing the love, Perfect. right? I think it's I think it's a good one to have um, on the first episode because I found an article that basically is about um, men and the relationships that they are in. Uh, it's mainly friendships, mm-hmm. and basically the article is all about how men have fewer friends than they've ever had before, right? And that is affecting their health. It's causing depression, cardiovascular problems, and etc. Um, so I guess the reason that I thought it fit really well into this is that, you know, we're two friends. Yeah. We decided that we're going to take a shot at this kind of thing. Um, and I guess it also ties into being an immigrant. And maybe we can chat about this for like five minutes. But like I've, I've really been, I found that I've struggled to, 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 to find and make good friends here in Thailand. I mean, there's a few that I've made yeah. some, some friends along the way, but I'm really battling uh, in terms of that. And I'm, you know, I'm in a very, what I believe is a happy marriage. Um, and I consider, you know, Katya, my wife, to be my best friend. And it's lovely. Yeah. And, you know, um, but then at the same time, you know, you, you, need, you need friends. You need more. You know That's what true. I'm saying? Um, so I just actually wanted to ask you, what do you think is the reason that... Guys our age, let's call it our age, right? Late, yeah. mid, late 20s, into their 30s, late 30s. I, I don't really know older than that. But what do you think is the reason that men are struggling with this? I think it could be a combination of 
things. And I saw quite a few um, on that article that you, you shared with us. Um, I think they've taken it from the point of view of work and the workplace. Mm-hmm. So the fact that with lockdown, a lot of work from home started happening. Um, our generation that you mentioned specifically aren't people who necessarily stay long enough for long service awards. We're not um, both that way <laughs> yeah. in comparison yeah. to our, our parents and the generation before mm. them who were deemed to believe that the longer you stay at an institution or a company, the better um, incentive you get, whether it's yeah. um, a holiday out um, mm. overseas, you get a gold watch, you get a, one of those glass awards, man, that every... Like a... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you're Every colored yeah. household will know. It sits on top of your, yes. your room divider <laughs> there at home and you see 10, 20, 30 years yeah. aligned <laughs> next to each other. Um, so, yeah, we're... A, I'd say we're a lot more honest with where we see ourselves yeah. and our value. And if it's not working for us, we'd happily pack up and go. So that's yep. one of the reasons we don't have as much contact time in the office um, because of lockdown. And I'd say uh, from my point of view, it's because gents generally build relationships around convenience. Um, yep. I need a certain place and time for things to work organically. Um, so I must go out with you for a beer at a, at a bar. I must um, watch the game. Yes, come around yeah, for the game. Yeah. We're gonna go out um, for paintball or whatever the case is. Yes, I need yes. an occasion in order to be around someone or share info. And mm. when that's stripped away, especially in um, relationships, when you see that your friends are in long-standing relationships, be it. Um, they're married or they're they've been with their person for a number of years they tend yes. to gravitate away and mm. because you don't have the convenience of just driving to their house popping in for a supper or meeting yeah, them at the yeah. pub for a game that falls yeah. away guys aren't used to being expressive um mm. which is another of thing the realms of a cell phone yeah. Well, they mentioned, they actually mentioned that in that article um, that men in general don't uh, share their feelings with one another, um, you know, and I like to believe that that's changing. I don't know. I can only speak from my own perspective, but yeah. there's a big thing that uh, men very seldomly express uh, like their feet, not their feelings towards one each one another, but also like to like just express appreciation you know, for their friend, like, let me just tell you, I appreciate you for trying out this podcast thing with me. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. But in general, I'm, I, I, that was a thing that they said there. And I just stopped and I thought about, okay, like with my friends, the ones that I'm closest with, do they share those feelings with me? And I would say yes. And it probably makes me feel, and not on the regular, I'm not talking every conversation, but mm. you know, when you and I are talking, uh, I mean, now we podcast as well. When we're talking <laughs> off air, you know what I'm saying? When, when we're talking a little bit more on personally. The, on the DL, yeah. On the DL, I find that at least both of us are able to, like, you can openly say to me, hey, I'm having a problem with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. This is how it makes me feel. How do, how, have you been in a similar situation and how did you deal with it? Right? Like that. Yeah. And that's, I think, that happens quite seldomly, you know? So, so what yeah, do you think I think the reason was that led you to be a lot more vulnerable with not only um, your wife, 
and your inner circle, but just your general um, circle of friends? What? Mm, that's a that's a good question. Um, Do you think it's something innate, you know, or is it something that you learned? I would say it, it is probably. I, I don't know if I don't know how much in the the world that we live in. I don't know how much is actually innate anymore. If I'm honest with you. I think a lot of stuff has got to do with this, the way we are raised. Um, and it's not necessarily to say that my dad told me that I need to share my feelings, right? It could be exactly yeah. the opposite. It could be that I never experienced that within my household growing up. And I'm not saying yeah. that is the case. I'm just yeah. saying it could be, yeah, it could be yeah. that you're doing the opposite of, of what you used to or what you've experienced, right? Yeah. For me on a personal level, um, you know, I... I I like to believe that I, I'm trying to, you know, kind of just be aware of those things. Um, you know, I have a bit of a tumultuous history in in, in, a, in a whole lot of a lot of ways that, you know, we won't get into now. But for me, I've just found that it works in my life, you know, yeah. to to be a little bit more vulnerable. And um, I think the last thought can come from you. How? Why do you think that you share? Ooh, uh, well, I'm generally by nature very. Um... Yeah, I'd say I'm I'm an introvert generally by nature, and only. But you have so I... many friends. That's Always the so funny busy. Thing that's the funny thing, man. Um, yeah, by nature, and I've I've kind of had to step out of this safety bubble and shell because the number of years that I stayed quiet and um, to myself, it it gets you nowhere. Because that's yeah. that's just the the nature of life. If you don't go out yeah. there, you don't approach people, you don't spark conversation, mm. you aren't willing to create relationships, pursue your passions, pursue anything in life. It comes from conversation. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. willing to put yourself out there, then you're never going to get anywhere in life. And um, yeah, it's been a, a learning that's had to become a daily learning. And I, I'd also give credit to my wife Lisa. She's someone that's also helped me become. A lot more vulnerable. Um, Big ups, Lise. Shout out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really helped me become a, a vulnerable person. Um, open up about feelings, and it's not such a bad thing. Um, it it takes a lot of work. Uh, yeah, that's the one sure. thing. That's the constant reminder. And change is uncomfortable. I yeah. think that's what we need yeah. to learn. And as gents, it's being okay with that. You know, yeah. um, it's okay if you're not feeling hundreds. You don't have to live up to this societal image that's being portrayed that men Expectation, have to the... look a certain way. They need to feel a certain way. And Act only once you way. tick yeah. these boxes are you a true man. Um, yeah, man. So I, I believe that being vulnerable is the first um, step in it. Also, just being... Um, curious about it so i actually yeah recently bought a book from dr nicole Pereira, i believe it's called and it's called um oh the, the title's evading me but it's something along the lines of doing the work essentially yeah. it, it looks back at how traumas when you're younger has an effect on your uh, your adult life and how like a knock -on. figuring out what these triggers are and how you then um work through it it would aid okay. you in your, your general day-to-day -day relationships, etc. So once I've gotten far Through the enough book. in that yeah. book, I'll, I'll yeah. share some of those insights with you guys. But yeah, yeah. I'd say I'm quite, quite to keen to hear. Vulnerable and open is, is a okay. good step.
Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I like last, that. I like that. The last point on that is coming back to it being a, a place of convenience. If you look at your group of friends, how many of them, as a guy, are from high school, varsity, or the workplace? Probably ninety-five percent of that. Yeah, so the majority. I don't yeah. think a lot of guys go out and make friends, and maybe that's what's contributed to things being a little difficult here in the UK. I find that the people here are very to themselves. They are quite yeah, clicky yeah. and happy to stay in those circles. So it's very tough to uh, penetrate break into the crowd. Social circles. Yeah, yeah. So that's been quite an adjustment coming from a okay. place. Like that South was Africa, warm, warm and welcoming. Exactly. And, you can yeah. meet the guy on the street. They'll respond back to you here. Yeah. Not the case. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's something that's been quite challenging. But maybe the longer that I'm here, the more people I can be um, coming to contact with and try and break yeah. this very stiff mold that they have going on here. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I quite like that. And I think uh, just the vulnerability thing... Um, you know, I can say honestly, even you and I starting this thing, you know, it's a, you have to break through a lot of feelings, you know, of, of insecurity and yeah. etc. You know, we're putting ourselves out there to an extent, not that I'm thinking we're going to be hitting thousands of years just yet one day, but not just yet. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's scary. You know, it is scary to, to kind of like put yourself out there. Um, yes. And, it, you know, this we're doing virtually now, you and I are making an effort to do it, but you know, I completely understand trying to getting into the like groups, groups of friends, uh, or, or just trying to get closer to people, you know, out there. So I think maybe it's a, that's a nice place to kind of end off soft landing towards this episode. I think it's something that you and I will, uh, explore more in the future. Um, so I think let's do that other uncomfortable thing that we're supposed to do. So, um, the YouTube <laughs> thing. If we, oh, we're putting yeah. this, we're planning on putting this on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Yep. I think those are the three mediums that we're looking at putting this onto. So for YouTube, what do we need? So we need you to like, subscribe, and put on notifications. No. Does that help? <laughs> that is, okay. this, this is our, our, yes, this is our time to really put it out there friends and family that are listening to this we are relying on you because you guys are yep. the foundation of our greatness so yes. as such, <laughs> we require you <laughs> and your efforts in helping yeah. us build something yeah because that's what we like this place to be we'd like this place to be a place where we can just share thoughts learn um because you're not going to get anywhere in life thinking you know it all and there's so yep. much to aid you when you just um, are patient enough and open enough to hear a different opinion. Mm, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and so we like your feedback, your comments. Yeah, for sure, feedback for sure. But try not to leave us bad reviews, like official reviews. That doesn't help us <laughs> at all. So remember, the rising tide lifts all boats. Right, that's what we need right Ooh. now. We're looking for, Ooh. we're looking for some. But inspiration. Talk to us if you think that there's anything yeah. we need to improve on. You can message us directly, mm. especially if we know you. Uh, if we don't. Uh, you can obviously chat into that the comment box, but um, I also wanted to say, you know, in the future we are hoping to uh, include people that we know. As we discuss a, as an episode topic, we do know some really interesting and cool people that we're hoping to bring onto the show. Um, 
and I think our plan is to release weekly. We're going to try stick to that, I think, is the goal. Um, so I guess that is a, a really nice and soft place to leave it. Tev, anything else from your side? Are you going back to Leicester? When are you postponing that to? You're uh, not sure. So we, we're waiting for the Leicester officials to tell us when we'd be able to move our booking at all. Um, and then but not next weekend, I don't think. Eh? It won't be because no, next week we're be quiet again. All the ongoings there so we'll we'll wait to hear back so that gives us okay. a lot more time to focus on the podcast and again yeah guys um shoot us um ideas if there's something that you think we've touched on that is similar or there's something that you've guys have come across that you'd like us to touch on or you have an opinion on please do let yep. us know as we areas of improvement anything yeah anything yeah, man. and yeah i think that's that's it from us for now yeah, thank you for yeah. joining. We will see you. Thanks for week. tuning in, guys. See you all next week. Bye.